Hey guys, this is G and Christina, and you're listening to Radical Stepmoms, a podcast about the good, bad, and really ugly moments about raising a child that you didn't create. The two of us bonded over our stepmotherhood experiences, and we want our listeners to feel like you're sitting right here with us, drinking your beverage of choice, and going, yes, hell yes, me too. We get in-depth about the realities of co-parenting, the way stepmotherhood affects a marriage, the relationship with our stepkids, and most of all, navigating the relationship with ourselves. We get real and sometimes use profanity, so keep that in mind if you have little ears around. To make it simple, we'll always put the E for explicit in our title. So pour yourself a LaCroix, a glass of red, or whatever, and listen in on Radical Stepmoms. Hello, you are listening to Radical Stepmoms. This is Christina, and on this episode, I am having on Jessica from husband-in-law and that is your podcast and your Instagram handle. That is right. <laughs> Hi, so happy hey. to meet you and talk to you kind of face-to-face. This virtual thing is fun. <laughs> it is fun. It's better than nothing, man. <laughs> yeah, we're getting it done. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, there's so many things we're going to talk about on this episode, but um, Jessica, you are a stepmom. And you have how many stepkids? I have two stepkids and I have one daughter of my own. Okay. And so you had a daughter before you got into the blended family situation. Okay. So I've listened to your first episode of your podcast. I follow you on Instagram. I see your blended family dynamic and I've got questions. I want to talk (laughs) about stuff. Um, so we're just going to start there. Um, Jessica, could you talk a little bit about your life before you became a stepmom? Because just a reminder to everyone listening, we are always people before we become stepmoms and we're bringing that into the picture at all times. Um, so go ahead. Who were you before you became a stepmom? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, before I became a stepmom, I, um, obviously was a mom of my own. I had a daughter who was about three years old by the time I married my husband. Um, and so I, I grew up in Idaho. I've lived a whole bunch of different places, but Idaho's always been home and that's where I am now. I was married to my ex-husband for seven years. He actually came out as gay or like came to terms with the fact he was gay about a year and a half into our marriage. And he and I were very open with that between each other. Um, he was not ready to tell other people because he was worried about, you know, if people, how everybody would respond. And sure. so I really spent a lot of our time in our marriage working through that with him um, and knowing that at some point it would probably end in divorce. Um, but we so were very happy. Let me just stop you right there. I got a question. Yeah. <laughs> so when you are married to your husband and he, you know, shares this obviously very personal part of him, mm-hmm. how did that hit you? How did that, how did you respond with him emotionally, internally? What was that period like? So I, I figured about six months in he was gay because I found a whole bunch of gay pornography on our computer one day, like just stumbled across it. And I was like, okay, most straight guys don't look at gay porn. Like it's not really their thing. (laughs) (laughs) And so I, I mean, he was at work and I'm six months into this marriage home by myself, just like sobbing and processing what I make of this. Like, 
I don't, I don't know what to think of this. I don't know how to deal with this. Um, and when he came home, I talked to him and he could tell I was upset and he knew right away what it was about. But at that point, he still was in denial that he was gay. He was just saying, he's like, I just felt like it was always better to look at men because I didn't want to disrespect women and whatever. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. You're gay. We're <laughs> happy. I'm just going to keep going forward. Um, yeah. And so about a year later when he was in counseling, the counselor was like, sure, these other things are an issue, but the real issue is, is that you're gay. And so that's at the time that he finally let himself accept that and acknowledge that. Mm -hmm. And at that point, we were just very honest. We've read a lot about mixed orientation marriages and different things like that to see what we really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, and it just felt right to continue forward. But I, I mean, when it ended, he had an affair and all that stuff. And I couldn't, I mean, I could blame him. But it was very hard to blame him for something I knew was a very real possibility and to ask him to deny this side of himself. Sure. Um, and so I, you know, he beat himself up about it, but I was more of the mindset, okay, I chose to stay knowing you were gay. Like you've been honest with me the whole time. You, tr you were honest. I mean, he told me a week after he had the affair and we Mm -hmm. It was a mess. We stayed married for a while trying to work it out. Then we dated again after we got divorced and <laughs> the wow. whole crazy story. Yeah. Um, but now we, I mean, so we had a daughter about five years into our marriage. So she was two when we got divorced. And so we, of course, have stayed in each other's lives. And when our marriage did end, that was where I was like, okay, this is fine. I, we can handle this. <laughs> but mm -hmm. I do not want to be the parents where you can't be in the same room as each other and where our daughter can't, um, like where she feels weird at her wedding and she feels awkward at her graduation because her mom and dad are together and it's just so hard. And so we really kind of laid out how we wanted our divorce to look and really kind of made a new plan for our relationship. And yeah. I love that. I love that it's yeah. like... I mean, there's so many very unique things within all of that, but what I like is that it's, how is this going to look moving forward? There's so much respect and peace there Yeah. that, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of heartache and grief and probably anger, like all those emotions, but yeah, that's something that I feel does not happen enough. Like that mental yeah. shift of, Hey, this isn't, this didn't go the way that we thought it was going to go obviously we have a very special person that came out of this and yeah. like how can we make this work and just shift our thinking into our relationships going to look different but it's still going to be there like i feel like i that is the most perfect kind of like mindset in <laughs> in the hopes of moving forward and remaining you know a unit yeah yeah, because it's so true. You do still have a relationship. Like this person is going to be a part of your life mm -hmm. for the rest of your life, basically. And so you so much easier if you can figure out a way to still work together. And I know obviously from my like my second marriage that that does not work for everybody. Like we have both yep. extremes going on. Uh, but in that plan, I mean, I told Steve, Steve's my ex, I said, I really hope that I can marry somebody that 
loves and accepts you into our family just as I do. I want to be able to have holidays together. Like this is this is the vision I have, and ideally that's what I'm looking for. Um, and likewise for him, he doesn't have a partner or anything right now, but he feels very much the same way that he wants somebody that can handle this dynamic as well. Yeah. Um, and he's had several boyfriends that I mean we welcome him in, and they are part of our family. Mm -hmm. So it's been interesting. And I was very lucky that I married a man who is confident enough and mature enough to see the benefits of having this man as part of his family. And he, my husband now, Matt, readily says he's like, Steve's part of our family. He's just, you know, I love him. And it's just mind blowing to a lot of people. But man, it's such a blessing. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, um, so your marriage ended with Steve mm-hmm. and then how soon did you start, I guess, dating and when did you meet your now husband? So I dated pretty quickly after we got divorced. And I think partially because I'd had a lot of time to process the idea that this might end. Mm-hmm. So, and not that I ever wanted it to or expected it to, but I knew that it was a possibility. So I was, I, yeah. Yeah. Large part of you that was already kind of grieving that. Yeah. That, you know, it was, it had changed. My -hmm. relationship was not what I thought it was going to be. Um, and yeah, so I, I dated very quickly. Um, Steve and Matt actually became friends before I met Matt. Mm -hmm. They met through a mutual friend and started mountain biking together and they would all meet at my apartment complex and go mountain bike together. So I met Matt one day when he was leaving to go mountain biking with Steve. And I told Steve later, I was like, I'm, I'm going to marry that guy. He's like, you just met him. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> There's something about him. I'm going to marry him. And he's like, okay, whatever. And I went after Matt, like, he was dating another girl. He's like, I can't date you right now. I'm flattered. But I just kept telling him, let me know when you break up with her. I think we'll have a really good time together. <laughs> I'll be here. Yeah. And so, yeah. So that's how Matt came into my life. And it was nice that he and Steve, I mean, they weren't like super tight or anything, but they liked each other and respected each other. And now they're obviously very close. But <laughs> yeah. um, so that was nice. And yeah, it took me nine months to convince Matt to date me. And then once he did, we dated quickly and got married quickly. And wow. it's been crazy ever since. So you have the two stepkids. Mm-hmm. Um, how long into your relationship? Like, how did that work? Um, you know, hey, I have a daughter. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have kids too. Like, when did you introduce the kids into the mix? So it ended up that Matt and I actually went to church together and I didn't realize that until after Steve introduced me to him. Steve's like, well, he goes to church with you. I'm like, oh, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Yeah. And so, um, so our kids already knew each other, like they, they knew each other from church. And so it was pretty easy to kind of make that transition because it was, like they, they all knew each other. They knew who I was. Penny knew who Matt was. And so we just kind of, yeah, it was quick. And it's definitely, people are always asking, well, when do you introduce your kids to the, right. to your boyfriend or girlfriend? And my response always is, is it's totally situational. Like you, yeah. I, I can't tell you that. 
because people want us to be like, oh no, you should tell them to wait. That's not, it's too soon because that's what everybody wants to hear because they're like panicking because their ex is dating somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm always of the mindset, put the trust in your ex. If you want your ex to be honest with you about what's going on in the relationship, show them you trust them to, you know, I mean, be honest with them, communicate with them. Hey, I'd like to meet this person before my kid does whatever works for you. But I do feel that it's very situational. Yeah, it is. So in, so I understand that you, there's a high conflict bio mom situation here. Yes. When did that get on your radar? Um, it wasn't until, you know, a few, about probably six months into our marriage oh. that I really realized <laughs> that this was not going to be what mm. it was presented to be. And not because my husband tried to cover it or anything. Um, just because he had kind of managed to keep things a little sane. And then I think when I entered the picture, it just totally messed with her, which yeah. I get. Um, how, but, long have been, how long have they been divorced before you kind of came in? Um, they'd been divorced like two and a half, three years at least. Okay. And she was, I mean, and before that they'd been separated for nine months and she like, was pregnant when they actually got divorced. She was three months pregnant with somebody else's kid. And so it was kind of like, it'd been done. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that, and honestly, I, I went to my stepdaughter's birthday party at her house before Matt and I got married. And I remember just leaving like, so excited. I was like, yes, this is going to be so great. Like we've got, both sides where we're working on things and we're trying to be cordial and like do parties together and, and have this family bond. And I remember for about a year into our marriage, still hoping that that's how it would be that we could do like family trips with Steve and with her and all of us go, you know, her whole family now, my whole family now Mm -hmm. go on vacations together. And I was like, that'd be so fun. And um, I mean, that's still something we can do is Steve. <laughs> like right. It's great. But, and yeah, family pictures and all those things. So until about a year in, that's when it really kind of like, oh, oh shit. Like this is never going to happen. And what was um, kind of like, what were the things that were going on that really solidified that for you? So things, things started happening. Like, like she, started placing blame on us for things that really we had nothing to do with or like manipulating the situation so that it always came back to us. We were always Mm -hmm. the ones that were in the wrong. Um, I had like taken her out for Mother's Day and we went and got manis and petties and I took her out to dinner with my friends. And so I, I was getting close to her and I would we'd work out at the gym together. Um, I'd call her when I had the kids and we'd go to the pool and stuff when Matt was at work and be like, Hey, meet us at the pool. Cause she's another daughter, like come meet us. And, um, it just, at one point she got mad over some scheduling thing. And I was totally like, I'm not upset about this. I was just trying to work things out and the plan keeps changing. So I just wanted to understand what the plan is. It's mm-hmm. fine. Like we'll figure out our crap. You just let us know. But when Matt went to pick up the kids, she walks out of the house that day with the kids there. And it was like, 
like she's calling me a bitch and what is she oh, thinking wow. and why is she doing this and the kids are standing there and she's trying to take all of these things that are very personal to me that she knows are very personal to me that are who I am because I'm I I put stuff out there I don't <laughs> shun away from that and uh, I enjoy that just, about you <laughs> <laughs> and just throwing me under the bus for those things to Matt so taking the things that she knows will hit sure. and trying to use them against me to my husband. Mm. And it's new enough that I know he's still trying to figure out like what is real here and what's, what's going on. Sure. Um, and at that point I was like, okay, I really have to step back here. I really have to start solidifying my boundaries. Um, and there were things going on too, like calling the kids and telling them, <laughs> I can hear her on the phone. They're sitting there eating breakfast, telling them that they don't have to eat what I make them. And if they don't like it, then that's, they don't have to listen to me. They don't have to do what I say. And so things like that from very early on in the marriage that are just like planting that seed and it just grows and grows, especially mm -hmm. as the kids get older and they want to feed off of that of, right. yeah, we can get our mom's. Yeah. We can get what we want. And my mom's going to be pissed if we take this thing she did twist it around so it sounds horrible mm -hmm. and then mom reacts and yeah so it's been like this huge process and it's taken me years to finally let go of the guilt of putting up boundaries of mm -hmm. saying okay it's okay that i don't show up this way and it's okay that i don't do the same things i for them as i do for my daughter sure. because it's just not helping yeah. anybody it's right. not benefiting anybody in this situation. Yeah. We, let's talk about that for a little bit because I think that that's a dynamic and that's something that I very often speak to on our platform in this, this, this heavy grief that we feel in this, yes, having an idea of how it's going to be. And then having this hope of how you want it to be for your children and the kids mm -hmm. and the relationships. And you have this, you know, Brady bunchy type of idea in the back of your head and and it's not, and I, I laugh at it a lot of the times and I make fun of it, but I honestly think that there is like a beautiful thing to that and having that hope. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't want to, cause there are some people that can have, that can accomplish this. Yes. And that's great. And it's just something that the thing that I struggle with is in this role in social media, in you know, it's like to put all this pressure on yeah. these families and sometimes that doesn't work out. And when it doesn't work out, we are left mourning not only what we hope to feel throughout this process of being able to have those vacations or yeah. but also you don't want, the whole point of it is to try and protect our kids from these really negative yeah. things. And then when it, that shit hits the fan. It's like, you want to look at your kids and be like, baby, I tried. Yeah. I tried. I wanted this for you, but the adults can't be adults right now. And yeah. it's like, I, I just wanted to pause there for a second because it is this, like, you're processing through something that you really had no control over. Like you tried. Yeah. And you really tried. And then what do you think when you're in that situation, like when she just kind of flipped her lid, like, what do you think was the issue there? Have you given that much thought? Um, 
like the things leading up to it mm -hmm. of, you know, it's, it's been a lot of things that have gone into it and that I've thought a lot about of, okay, what is it here that is pushing this? And I don't know. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I know enough things about her, obviously from my husband, who's married to her and her family situation that I'm sure there are issues there that haven't been dealt with and things that, you know, she needs to process and deal with that are now being projected onto me, um, projected onto her children. And that, you know, it's, I'm an easy target. I'm yeah. an easy person to throw under the bus. My husband is an easy person to throw under the bus. Um, and it, it creates some interesting dynamics too, because my husband's actually not his son's biological father. It's her kid. He legally adopted him, but he's been there from day one because they started dating when she was pregnant. And so those are things, <laughs> there's a whole nother she story has, there. <laughs> she has like a pattern I'm sensing. <laughs> um, and so it's, it's like she, she uses that against Matt uh, with her son and things like that. And it's just, I think there's just a lot like she, she doesn't know who the dad is. And so she's trying to create an issue with who he knows is his dad. I, I don't know. Um, yeah. And well, I try to be graceful well, about that because I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know what issue she's, she's dealing with or processing or what her issues are with me for sure. And so I just give yep. it space. Yeah. The biggest thing you all the space. is, you know, that it's not about you. And yes. I feel that that is such like a learning moment in our stepmom yeah. journey of being like, because we, it's hard not to take things personally. And it's like, mm -hmm. I have all these ideas and I have this hope and I'm just a kind person. And if you yep. just get to know me, I can't count the amount of times that I had offered, like you mentioned, like taking, you know, her out to do things together. I've offered that many times in our situation. Yeah. I've, and anytime she like puts up her claws, I'm just like, Hey, like if there's an issue with me, let's like talk about it. Let's go to coffee. Let's figure yeah. it out. She's always put up that wall. And it's in the beginning, I was like, I don't understand. Like I'm a good person. I am kind. I love her son. I just wish she would yep. see me who I am. And my husband finally looked at me and was like, babe, she does not want to see that because then that humanizes you. Yeah. Right now she can keep you being a monster. If she doesn't know how, how great you are, she knows how great you are. And that's why yeah. she doesn't like you. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. And it's like, okay, when we can get to that point and realize like, this isn't about me. Obviously she is on a different path in her journey. Yes. And like you said, we're the easy target. And yeah. if we can get past that and not take the things personally and just be like, all right, you obviously have some shit you need to work on. Good luck with that. Yes. Please don't yeah. involve it or push it on my home. Yeah. And it's almost impossible for that to not get pushed onto your home or to have, you know, it, it overflows somehow. Um, as much as you try to keep things stable and we've put in so many different things in place now that have made huge improvements, um, that she's pushed against, but in the end have brought peace to everybody, like more yeah. peace to everybody. And give an so, example, like what kind of boundaries so, have you? So there was a huge court case, uh, three and a half years ago. 
And since then, it was court ordered that like, we can't approach each other's cars at pick up a drop off. Like, you don't go to each other's houses. You, this is where pick up and drop off is and it stays in that location. Um, communication is only done by email. So unless there's an emergency and that can constantly gets pushed of trying to text and call and, Hey, you need to email me about this. I, I understand unless there's an emergency, one of the kids is going to the hospital or something, please email me the information. But those things have been pushed against. Um, but that in and of itself being communicating through email has been huge. There are personal boundaries that I have set up um, things like, and these are where stepmoms get a bad rap. <laughs> but there was a point where the kids were going to a school that they didn't get lunch at school. So I was making lunch every day when they were in my home. I had sat down and made a whole list with them of what things they would want in their lunches, explained, you know, we need healthy options and I'll give you some treats sometimes too, but um, what are things you'll eat in your lunch? So we had a list hanging in the kitchen of things to put in lunches. And then at some point, it becomes obvious that she, well, in the court case, that she is accusing me of withholding food from the kids' lunches. And she's showing up at the kids' school every day to check to see if I'm putting food in their lunches. Oh my God. It was like devastating to me that she would think that I would withhold food from her kids. Yeah. And so then when they started going to school where there was lunch, I was like, I'm out. You guys get school lunch every day, uh, unless you specifically talk to me about it and want me to make it like you can pack your own, whatever. Um, but I'm not making you school lunch. I'm sorry. And, and they, they know they get it, but what are their ages right now? Uh, so they are 13 and 12. So we have 13, 12 and 10. My daughter's 10. Um, wow. That's a lot of hormones that are coming up to your house. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so fun. (laughs) And actually they're all doing pretty good at this point. I'm just like waiting. I'm like, oh gosh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. They're all a year and a half apart. And so it's like, (laughs) um, but it just sounds like such a jerk move, you know, like when you explain that to somebody, you're not going to make them lunch, but you make your daughter lunch. And I'm like, yeah, I don't. And if if they want me to make them lunch, I will. If they come ask me and I say, okay, that's fine. Here's what I'm putting in it. Is that okay? Like it's Mm -hmm. a conversation of, I want to make it clear so that I'm not getting thrown under the bus later for what I put in their lunch. And I found that with one of them, I still get thrown under the bus no matter what. And so I'm just done with that. But um, with the other, it's always, okay, thanks. And so I'm like, it's okay. Again, in our role, it's like, we're damned if we do and we damned if we don't. Like there are plenty of times. And I feel like that that's a large part of where we find difficulty or tension in deciding where and when to like disengage from our role. Because it's like, okay, cool. If I don't do this, is it going to get done? Is it going to get, you know, done the correct way, what would I have to do, you know, all this stuff. And then it's like, okay, I really enjoy doing this for my stepson. Yeah. I want to take care of, I want to be involved, but obviously it's causing way too much friction on yeah. her end that it's like, fine, I'll give you this one because you obviously yeah. can't handle me making lunches for them. Like that's just yeah. ridiculous. And at this point I have stepped so far back from where I was at the beginning of 
providing support to my husband and his kids in that realm of parenthood because it just, I'm like, you know what? It's damaging right now. And it breaks my heart to not be able to show up for them in ways that I would like to. But at the same time, they have two parents. And if things don't get done, that's not really my it's issue. It's going to be on you. Yeah. No. And if they don't want to teach them these things that I, you know, manners and different things and <laughs> hygiene, yeah. that's not my issue. That's, that's their parents' issue. And so if those are things that get looked aside and they get dropped, then that's fine. And I've had conversations with my daughter that I'm like, I'm sorry if this looks different for you. And I, like, probably from the age of four, we've had this ongoing conversation of, I'm sorry, but I am your parent. Your dad and I make the decisions for you. Matt and his ex make the decisions for his kids. And some of those look the same and some of them don't. Mm -hmm. And that's just the reality. And she's very good about it. I am waiting for hormones to hit for that to be like, <laughs> what? <laughs> this isn't fair. But, um, but so far she gets it. Like, she's like, okay, that I get it. That makes sense. And I'm like, it's just how it's going to be. So I'm, I was going to ask that question. So thank you for answering that. So what is your custody schedule with both sets of kids? And then like, can you talk a little bit about what their relationship is? Like yeah. how, how they've, uh, I guess, bonded as siblings. Yeah. So, um, our schedule right now is a week on and week off with my stepkids. So they come home Sunday, they leave the next Sunday. And then uh, with my daughter, it's a little weird. <laughs> she comes home Sunday with them. So when they come home, she comes home as well for just for Sunday. And then she is gone Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday that they are in our house so mm -hmm. that there is space. Um, there's time apart, even though they're apart every other week, but it's still just too much. And then she also, it's also easier to get kids to sports and school and everything because they're at three different schools right now. So it's kind of nice that Steve's got her and takes care of her, gets her to all of her things when they're home. And then she's home for the weekend, like family time, Friday, Saturday, um, until they leave Sunday. Okay. And so we've kind of found that's been best. She does really well with my stepdaughter. They're the two closest in age. My stepdaughter's just older than her. And they, I mean, really great. And it makes me so happy because Penny, I mean, she was so excited to have siblings and, um, it was so sweet. And I was so excited for her to get siblings, you know, and I, I don't produce children easily. And so it's like, you might, you're my only one as far as I, you know, that's what I felt is I'm only going to get you. And that's been the case. And so I was happy that she had that. And I'm so grateful that she has such an awesome stepsister and that they get along so well. Um, my stepson, it's definitely a different story. And part of that is he's a boy, he's older, and then just other dynamics that feed into that. But it's definitely a rocky relationship. Um, and she, the one thing I am grateful for out of that is she has gotten very empowered and realizing that she doesn't need his approval. Yes, daughter? my okay. my daughter's gotten very empowered and feeling that recognizing that she doesn't need his approval, mm -hmm. um, which is something I really wanted for her because she sought yeah. that approval because she wanted the sibling so bad. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, but you gotta <laughs> gotta make sure this gets balanced out that you know you don't need his approval. Like you, um, 
it doesn't matter either way. I hope you have a great relationship, but if you don't, it's yeah. not the end of the world. And she's gotten very aware of it's okay. It's, it's mm-hmm. okay that it's not the relationship she, she thought she would have, <laughs> yeah. but, um, and she just enjoys, you know, her sister. And I'm like, Penny, it's, it's a big brother. That's kind of how it goes sometimes either way, whether it's your real brother or not, like it's just reality. Yeah. So yeah, I, I feel like that that'll be a conversation. So my stepson, he is nine. Um, but he's, uh, he's got some developmental stuff and, um, and, uh, he's more like a seven-year-old and my daughter will be three in September and she's more like a five-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's, you know, I feel like eventually we, my husband and I will be having conversations with her about, mm-hmm. you know, this is just kind of, you know, he doesn't always want to play with you. And cause he's mm-hmm. very, um, if he wants to play with you, it's on his terms. Yeah. I'm going to use you to play hide and seek. As soon yep. as I don't want to do that anymore, you don't exist. Yep. And my daughter is a very empathetic two-year-old yes. and she has feelings and she knows how to express them already. And so she's already coming over to me, mama, mama, he hurt my feelings. He hurt my heart. Yeah. It's like, oh God. Yeah. So navigating that will be, yeah, but it like, it's, it's hard. Yeah. And it's, I feel like you, you mentioned, you know, the difference between uh, boys and girls and, and yeah. that dynamic is very normal regardless of blood. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Yeah. At least there's that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It is fun stuff. It's, it's interesting to see the things that you navigate after you step into this space that you didn't realize you would. And you said something earlier about control. And I always tell people, I'm like, it is like an ongoing process of learning how to let go of control and how to let go of things you never thought you would have to let go of that Mm -hmm. seem like totally logical (laughs) and basic that it's like, okay, I can let that go let go of all this other stuff. I'm going to walk away. Yeah. Yeah. Letting go of the control and then being able to take back your power that you actually do have. And and that's like in a, I was in a a DM conversation today. Um, you know, a stepmom messaged me and she was really upset about something that the, the mom did. And she was just like, I can't believe she's doing this. Like she's doing it on purpose. She's sabotaging. And it's just like, Oh my gosh, probably. Absolutely. She's yeah. Probably very manipulative, very intentional. Um, but what can you do about it? Nothing. Nothing. You can't do about it. The only thing that you can do is change your mindset. Yep. And be like, oh, that sucks that you have so much energy in trying to wreck my life. Like, why aren't you yep. trying to revert? Like, try to make your life better. Like, how about like just feeling sorry? And I feel like that sounds really shitty sometimes to be like, well, yeah. just feel sorry for them. Like, oh, they're so pitiful, but it works. Like, it's just like, wow, I feel bad for you that that's the place that you're at in my, in your life because me, yeah. I'm thriving over here yeah. <laughs> and, and then, you know, just not allowing her to take yeah. up that space. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to is you have to figure out when my mom always gets like super upset when I tell her anything. And so I don't tell her until usually after the situation, (laughs) she's like, why didn't you tell me? And I'm like, because I can't handle your emotions right now. Uh And I don't want to hear like, well, Matt should fix that. Matt should fix that. And I'm like, 
that's not Matt's job. And <laughs> yes. like, my mom does the same thing. She's got yes. this habit where she's like, I'll tell her something. And I'm like, mom, I'm going to tell you something. And then she'll be quiet for a second and she'll be like, permission to speak freely. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, so funny. Sure. <laughs> so I've just gotten to where I'm like, mom, listen, here's the deal. And I tell women this all the time because it's true and we have to own it. I am choosing to stay in this relationship and all of this other stuff comes with this relationship. So if I am going to be here, the only person I can change or control is myself. Mm -hmm. So yes, it would be ideal if Matt could change these things, but I don't know if he can. And emotionally, I don't know if he's there yet. And that's okay. Like I have to give him that space too. The only thing I can change is how I feel about myself, how I show up and recognizing that it isn't my fault. This isn't my crap to deal with. Um, and I'm like, so you have to, if I'm going to keep sharing this with you, you have to stop telling me right, yep. <laughs> that he needs to change or he needs to do this or whatever, because that's not helpful. The only things that I can do are work on me and change me and how I show up and make sure my daughter is safe and happy. And yeah, but if I choose to stay, it's my decision. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like it's, you know, when we are letting go of that, it's freeing. Like all of a sudden oh. things become more clear and you're like, it becomes more, it's, it's simpler. And I actually do a whole workshop on how to deal with baby mama drama. And uh, the root of it is it's actually about you. Like you think it's about her, but it's actually about you and how you handle it and the lens that you're looking through. And if you can just change that, like, you know, when you're getting your eyes done, yep. is it one or two? One <laughs> or two? You choose the better one and you're like, yeah. okay, it's a little bit clearer now. Um, yeah, I think that's a, that's a good point. Um, I did want to ask, what did I want to ask? Um, I think when we were talking just kind of about how you like step back a little bit, I feel like stepmoms are always very curious or concerned when they want to make that decision, like how their partners are going to feel about it. And yeah. if it's like, you know, like you said, letting go of that guilt and stuff, like what is that, what are those conversations like? How does your husband support you as a stepmom? Um, how could there yeah. be improvements? Like all that. Yeah. So I, I think that's quite a process too, of figuring out how to talk to your spouse about his children that, mm -hmm is a way that isn't just saying, like making him feel like you hate his kids or like that they're the issue because they're not. Um, it just comes through them because <laughs> they're the channel, they're the connection. And so I think at some point, you know, I started stepping back and I think he, he kind of struggled with that. And, um, and then he started to see that I was happier. And that honestly, his kids were happier and that every step I took back, I did it very slowly, um, things got better. And so I think because he was willing to look at that and see that and give me time and himself time to kind of evaluate before he made the judgment, it really helped. I know there were still moments that he was probably super annoyed and not happy about how I was stepping back, but he was very careful about how he said it and sometimes not, but I just had to also let that go of, 
he's going through just as much hurt right now as I am. Like, mm-hmm. this is just as hard, if not harder for him to watch the woman he fell in love with, me, and his kids try to work through this yeah. because of who he married, you know? Like, I mean, it's just so much. Yeah. And, um, and so I just think you have to give each other a lot of grace yeah, and communicate mm-hmm. in a very kind way. As yeah. kind as you can be, uh, but, but honest. Yeah. And to have, to have those kind of conversations where you're like, you know, Hey, this is where I'm at on my journey. Like, where mm-hmm. are you at? What are you struggling with right now? What are you grieving? What are you? And yeah. you know, men aren't always easy to get you no. know, the lid off and really like talk about stuff, but you know, it, it's, you got to keep having those conversations and see it as not a tense conversation or not a yes. confrontation, but seeing it as a way to connect with one another because mm-hmm. when those triggers or those arguments or those things do come up, when you have more of an idea of what that person is really going through or what they're dealing with underneath, you have so much yeah. more compassion and can like when I've explained something to my husband, like, this is what I'm struggling with. And then he sees the way that I react to my stepson. Sometimes it's like, okay, yeah, I know what happened there. I don't necessarily agree with it, Yeah, (laughs) but I know where you're, where you're coming from. And and he's more gentle in how he reacts to me. And I, it's, it's this balance and it's, it's so, it's such a, again, a, a, different dynamic to be trying to nurture this relationship that you have with the person that you fell in love with mm-hmm. while also navigating parenting with someone you didn't decide to yeah. parent with from the beginning. <laughs> and then there's a third party that's always involved. Like the whole yeah. thing is just so unnatural. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so we have to give ourselves grace. Like no one knows yeah. what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> reels. It's always interesting to me because I think stepmoms got a bad rap years ago when people just weren't willing to see the other side of things that it was always, you know, once again, we were the easy target of, mm-hmm. well, you just came in here and it's easy to Took judge. Family and yeah. yeah. And I remember hearing growing up that people were like, well, she was just jealous of his kids and that's why they got a divorce for like the second marriage. Mm-hmm. And I remember as a kid thinking, oh my gosh, that's so horrible to be jealous of his kids. And now as a, like in that situation, it I'm like, is. oh, I get it, honey. Like, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> it's not necessarily that you're jealous of the kids. It's that you're jealous of the time and energy and things that they're getting and you might not be because that's yeah. what happened to us for several years is I'm not getting anything. I'm not getting love from anybody. I'm just in this house and nobody wants me here except my daughter (laughs) and I can take her and leave. But, um, yeah, it's figuring that out of, yeah. How, what is the balance here? How do we show each other love and how do I, I mean, I love that he's such a great dad. I love that he shows up for his kids, but I also need that brought around to me as well. And oh, so many dynamics. (laughs) Yeah. What's the relationship like with your husband and your daughter? They are um, really great. They, I mean, it's taken some time. Uh, we actually just talked about some things on our podcast that were about, um, that I'd never brought up to Matt before. When we first got married and 
he's coming in to tell the girls shared a room when we first got married and he would come in and tell his daughter good night and he stopped telling penny good night and would just leave and penny came to me and she's three and she's like mommy matt never tells me good night when he comes in and and i felt confident enough in matt to <laughs> to say this to her. i said listen every time he doesn't come in and tell you good night you go find him you get out of your bed you have permission from me. You go find him. You give him a big hug or whatever you're comfortable with. And you tell him good night and whatever you want to say to him. And then you go get back in bed. <laughs> and I said, I guarantee after you have done this for a while, he is going to start doing it. It will become natural. And even in that, it felt awkward to tell my little girl that she needs to be the one that goes. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, she's going to learn a good lesson here. And it did work. Like he came around and was like, Oh, like realized what he was doing. I don't think it was intentional. It was just, he yeah. was in his pattern and whatever, and he was dealing with his own things. And, um, so coming from that point to where they are now, I mean, they're hilarious. In fact, they're up there together right now. And I left and they're just like, making fun of each other <laughs> I'm like oh my gosh you guys are so funny um but it's still a different relationship than with her dad which is great and respected and um that's what's important and and the other thing that has really helped her relationship with Matt is that Steve my ex has just been very much like Penny this is somebody in your home who you need to respect. And yes, you can bring me issues and I will talk about them with your mom and with Matt. I am not going to just take your word and get defensive, but it's been very clear that Steve also has Matt's back and is supportive of his role as a parental figure in Penny's life. Uh, and she knows that she won't get away with much. <laughs> and if there is a real issue, we address it like, hey, Matt, this didn't work and like, isn't going to work with Penny. Let's try this route and vice versa. He comes to us sometime and he's like, I think you guys should look at this from a different situation with Penny and try this. Mm. And I'm always like, Oh, that is something I hadn't thought about. Like that's the bonus of having an extra parent in the picture. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who's not as close to the situation. And not taking that as a threat. And I feel like that no. that's something that, that is missing in a lot of these, you know, these, bio mom situations where they're taking it as they're not doing a good enough job or they don't know their, oh. they know their, you know, child more, they're better than mm -hmm. the other side does. And it just becomes this contest. And yeah. when it could be something collaborative, which is what co-parenting stands for, but it's like, <laughs> it's not, it doesn't need to be such a big ball of stuff. It's not yeah. about the parent. Yeah. No. Nah. That's funny. I've never thought about what co-parent stands for. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it stands for collaborative. <laughs> Makes sense. I taught you something. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. That is so funny. It's never even crossed my mind that like, oh yeah, it's abbreviated for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Um, I did want to ask though, like those, this burning question. So your, your life is kind of out there on apple podcast and it's on instagram does his ex know about because we get asked that all the time Gannett and i get asked i would say once a day and i can't answer it all the time because it's like i just need to post a story yes or no or bio they don't know like what is your situation does she know about this oh, she knows yeah oh 
yeah, yeah, it's been, that's been interesting. And we try to be sensitive, obviously, especially on our podcast. I'm a little more liberal <laughs> when I get in situations like this sure. in what I say. Um, but we do, I mean, there's issues in any relationship like this. And it's not that we're just trying to throw her under the bus or whatever, but we are trying to help other people just like you are realize they're not alone in this and mm -hmm. that it's real and it's hard. And it doesn't mean anybody's necessarily wrong. It's just the reality of the situation. Right, um, right. But she, yeah, yeah, there have been some. How some did she find out? Or did you guys tell her? Like, how did that go down? Um, I don't actually know how she found out. I know <laughs> when we found out that she found out, uh, there was like, so we had just told mine and Steve's story on the podcast. Like we were just getting caught up and then we brought in Matt and caught him up to like the same timeline that we were on. And so the first time we really talked about her and was when Matt and her got married and um, there was nothing negative said. It's just the reality of the story and literally nothing against her because it was the first months they were dating and getting married and Matt adopted her son and all of these things. And she was livid. Um, and I can understand that because it feels personal and it is your story. We've changed his kids' names and her name and stuff in the podcast, but people close to us, of course, know who she is. Sure. Um, but that's not the majority of our listeners. And it's interesting because the only time she's ever come close to being like outed as to who she is or to follow her was when she got mad about something Matt was doing and called us out on social media and made her social, like her thing, not private anymore and tagged us so that we would know she tagged us. But then she like quickly switched it. It was like, oh, because people can your back. purpose mm -hmm. there, girl. Yeah. And, and so it was just, I understand why you would be mad. Like I totally get it, but honestly, we try to tell it in the kindest, most rational way possible um, and own our part in it because we've made mistakes, like for sure. It's not just one-sided, uh, but we do try to own those and we do try to own those even with her of saying, hey, we're sorry, this didn't happen like it should have. And we apologize for that. Mm -hmm. We will try better next time. Um, but it's, it, I mean, I, I don't share a lot on social about her. Um, I mostly manage our social media accounts and I just keep it out of that. Even, I don't even share, we don't share pictures of our stepkids and we mm -hmm. don't share, um, I don't talk about them much just because every time I do, even if it's good, it comes back to bite me in the ass. And so I try to keep mm -hmm. it out of there. Yeah. But, yeah. but I'm like, but, it's so, so sad because it's such a big part that I want people to feel that connection. Mm -hmm. but. So let's, let's do talk about your, um, your podcast and kind of your platform. Like, yeah. Um, so it's you and your husband and your ex-husband on the podcast. Like you, yes. that, that is your platform. How did that um, idea come about? Whose idea was that? So a couple of years ago, Matt and Steve had talked about starting like just an Instagram handle together, uh, sharing like their parallel lives and the things that they do together. So 
each of them would share their own sides of things of what they're doing, living their lives, but also these moments when they're together and they take our daughters out on daddy daughter dates and Steve's over for holidays and whatever. Um, because we knew there was something for that. Like we knew people were interested in our story and, so they talked about it for years. And I'm like, this is never going to happen because they're both busy and it's not going to happen if, unless I do it. <laughs> and then <Exactly>. I, yeah, <laughs> like most of this stuff. Um, and then this last year, I finally felt like I was emotionally in a spot where I could take on something new. And it hadn't been until that point um, between, I mean, since being married to Steve and the divorce and remarriage that I felt like, okay, I, I'm ready for something like this. The kids are all in school. We've got a good schedule. Things have calmed down. Um, and even if they flare back up, I know I'm in a better place to be emotionally okay to get through and support other people as well. And so I, I called Steve and I'm like, Hey, I'm going to start a podcast and I'm going to start talking about our story and what we've been through. You're welcome to join me if you want, but I'm doing it either way. <laughs> he came back about a week later. And he's like, I'm in, I I'm here for this. He's like, I, I think back to what I could have used when we were married and then watching and you go through getting remarriage and all these things. And he's like, I know that this would have helped me. And he's like, and I want to be that voice of help for somebody else. I want to help other people navigate all of this. Um, and so, yeah. And yeah. then that was like, I'm like, you're moderating it. So. <laughs> I know. So I was, I was listening to the first episode and I'm like hearing you and Steve. And then I'm like, that's her husband. Like he's yeah. the one that's like asking these questions and like getting really like into what your marriage was like with your ex. Oh yeah. I'm just like, wow, the amount of security in that room yes. right there. Like I could feel it through. And I, I like, you, like, everyone listening, like you'll get hooked listening to them. It's you guys are very charismatic and you guys like have a great rhythm when you're, it's very interesting to hear all of it. And honestly, like you're listening to your first episode and hearing from your ex-husband, my heart was just kind of aching for him the entire episode. Oh, and I gosh. knew what the end result was obviously, but I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I just want him to be happy. I just want yep. him to just embrace who he is and find someone that, yep. you know, is speaks to him and like all that. So when he was telling, I'm going to spoiler alert, <laughs> but <laughs> when he was talking about, you know, I think it was you going to a family reunion. Yeah. Right. And, and he was really nervous about you leaving. Mm -hmm. I was just this, that feeling. And I'm, I just really felt for him that it was such a feeling of desperation and that he just wanted to live this life that he was yeah. so one in denial of, and then two just desperately wanted. Yeah. And, and yeah, so I adore him and I've only listened to yeah. him a few times. <laughs> I hope he finds a man that will love him. And uh. I do too. <laughs> I'm always just like, man, come on. Penny can have her three dads. And <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I just like, I, I'm teary actually just hearing you talk about that because it's so true. Like I watched this man fight for years to stay in a marriage that he thought he was supposed to, or live a life he thought he was supposed to live. And 
I just really felt like I was there to help him realize it was okay to love himself. Whether he stayed in our marriage or left our marriage, he was still of worth and he was still this great man that I knew. Otherwise, I wouldn't have stayed married to him. And I kept telling him like, you know me, you know, you love me because I am this person who is true to myself, who will not put up with crap. And therefore, I would not put up with that with you. If you were some scumbag, I would have been gone. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then after we were divorced, like, I mean, he was, he was suicidal and he, I was his one grounding person, Penny and I, and she's obviously two and not, you know, kept right. him in focus, but still, and I just, people gave me crap for staying so close to him and, um, being his support. And I just thought, I have a kid with this man. I have watched him fight for years to love himself. I am not leaving him now. Like, yes, Mm -hmm. we're divorced, but I slept with my phone on for probably three years after our divorce every night because I was so worried that he was going to commit suicide. And um, yeah, so there, I mean, I just want him to be happy and (laughs) whatever that looks like, I don't care. I used to tell him, if you marry a woman, I'm going to be pissed. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I was kidding. And honestly, I'm like, I don't care who it's with. I do not care what it looks like for you. I like, I don't care. I just want you to be happy, like genuinely happy. So yeah, yeah. no, it, oh, listening back to it, it just like rips my heart out every time. <laughs> yeah, it was it was definitely a powerful episode and 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 I especially I'm gonna get a little like, you know, especially with current climate and and yes. and stuff like that. I um I just felt this this feeling of I just want him to understand like to it's okay. Like I was like talking, I was listening to my car and I'm like, honey, just be you baby. Just be you. (laughs) And, and you know, the emotion that you went through as a wife and as a woman and, and, and navigating all that and still being a support to him. Like, um, I'm, I'm, of course you'd stay by his side. Like it's, yeah. And, um, I think yeah. your family is beautiful and Thanks. even though it's not exactly picture perfect, like you thought it could be, um, it's, it's thriving. Like it, it's very yeah. cool to watch from, from the social media side of it. So well, thanks. Yeah. It's a um, pretty, pretty real definition or a view of our family. I mean, there's obviously more going on, but we do kind of hint at that and make sure people realize it's not perfect. (laughs) We don't want anybody to think it's perfect or that it should be this way. It's not how it's like, this only works for some people, but we just want to give people the idea that it can. It can. Yeah. And that's that's what people need to hear too. Like it's, it's all situational and it's beautiful to have these hopes and dreams and keep trying to have these certain relationships. And, um, but I think the trick there is to not completely beat yourself up if it doesn't work out. Yep. And, yep, and for sure. leave that and feel all that, but don't stay there and, um, to love and be grateful for the family that you're investing in. I, I think for that's sure. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. Um, so before we kind of wrap this up, I do want people to know how they can find you. Like, so your Instagram yeah. podcast website, tell all the listeners how they can find you. 
All right. So the podcast is on any podcasting platform um, and it's called Husband-in-Law. And that is how Steve and Matt refer to each other. So that's where that name came <laughs> from. And uh, I came to Steve in a dream one night. Oh, very. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny. Uh, and then we're on Instagram as at husband-in-law, husband underscore in underscore law. And then Facebook, really our Facebook page uh, is my, it, it's me. So Jessica Frew. Um, we do have a Facebook page, but not a lot happens on there to be quite honest. And we do have, <laughs> we do have um, resources. We've got some swag and we've got, I have a book and a journal that I've put out. I also have a course that is helping women to like we were talking about, own their lives and take control of them. Um, I like to call it like a radical ownership of your life. And, yeah. and that's a, it's called the Be Bold course. That's our, our thing is to be bold in living a life that speaks to you and figuring out what that is. So love it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So Jessica, thank you so much for joining. Um, I, Love chatting with you. So, I mean, there's tons to chat about. So um, <laughs> don't be surprised if I hit you up for another guest spot. Sounds great to me. Yay. Thank you so much. This is fun. Yay. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Um, as always, be well and stay radical. Thank you for listening to Radical Stepmoms. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a like in the app and share our podcast with your fellow stepmamas. You can also follow us on our Instagram page at Radical Stepmoms Podcast, or if you have any questions or ideas, we would love to hear from you, and you can email us at Radical Stepmoms Podcast at gmail.com.